The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Here's the cold open. Listen to today's. We have Cody Garbrandt and we have yes. Benji Madden from Good Charlotte calling uh-huh. in. That's true. And Matt's review of Suicide Kings. What? Suicide Kings with oh, Christopher Walken no, fucking 20 years ago? Squad. I'm tired. What the fuck? <laughs> suicide right. Kings. I think oh, I'll review that one too. But Suicide Squad, listen and I'll tell you if I like it. No, I just say that because I do a really good Christopher Walken impression, which I should do that on a podcast more. Do it right now. I should do it. Ow! Matt has a review. Ow! Pretty fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> he may finish it here. Oh, he's, he's out. 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 He's Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Hi, I missed hey, you. Jimmy. I missed you, Jimmy. I'm happy I was you're away. back. I know, dude. You're in a miserable mood, but I'm I cranky you. today. Yeah. You're definitely cranky, and I'm extra giddy because I look how happy I am. Look at his face. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm smiling at Jimmy. I hug, and he's in a bad mood. I know he's in a bad. You look mood. tan. Uh, yeah, dude, I was I was at Sturgis, man. Yeah, I was can. on the road, man. I was in the I was in. I don't want to give it away for the show. We were out, you know, shooting. Uh, we went to Maine, and then we went to South Dakota to uh, to Sturgis with all the bikers. And I don't ride, so I was in a fucking sidecar, and uh, I you know no helmet on, but because you don't have to wear it out there. And sure. I trusted my dude who was riding me around, Scrooney. They hooked me up with a guy who looked like a. I mean, this was a real Harley dude with a fucking. He looked like something like with disease, an extra disease, one of those ZZ Top guys, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, a real manly man. And um, you know, I was I was a little concerned about riding sidecar because I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I, I consider myself a you know a real a real man. Sure, you are. So I'm like, you know, is this like is this like riding bitch? And he's like, no, no, that's on the back. So if you ride around the back, so I go, I didn't mind. Cool. So he's like my chauffeur. Good dude. Yeah. Jimmy's so bad. Jimmy no, I'm enjoying is, that. Jimmy, do you want to, listen, do you ever, no, what's fun? Do you ever punch anybody in the face? You want to give me a hit? No. My belly? Want to punch no. my belly? No, I'm not mad It's at harder you. than it looks. I know you might see a little pasta, but there's muscles underneath. No, I'm afraid I'll hurt give my hand, actually. Give me a punch in the arm. No, because what happened is my hand would bend. I'd oh, be hurt. Dude. I'd be like, ow. Oh, I'm doing <laughs> later, and later on, I don't know when we're going to do it. A couple of, uh, do we're going to do a little... I don't know if we're gonna uh, get like a sound effect, like dun, 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 Maddie's movie review or something like that. But I love talking about movies. Sure, and I too. saw Suicide Squad, and I definitely am going to talk about this sooner or later. I don't know if it's going to be before or after we talk to uh, Cody Garbrandt because I know he's going to call that Garbrandt. Yeah, yeah, fucking a, yeah. I knew that was right, dude. I'm I'm fucking hyped up. I'm triple shots of fucking espresso. I would love. I'm a about coffee. to do. Co- 
I would How love a coffee. You, don't we know the fucking routine? No. I, I got to be honest. I forgot my wallet at the apartment today, so I was going to get you guys coffee, but I don't even have oh, anything to buy. Yeah. Fucking, I'll fucking treat right. Jimmy to a coffee. Oh, you don't have to. I got cash. Oh, fuck yeah. I got cash. Case I thank, and thank God, and thank God, Chris, the producer, can't do those Indochino fucking ads for shit. I thought, no, he, I thought he was going for my job when no, I was gone. It was not good with all the fucking chit chat. Not good. You were missed, my friend. Oh man, thank you, thank you. Hey, listen, I listened to your interviews, man. I was so bummed I wasn't here for Rogan, uh, the 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 Larry King. I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind missing it. He was great listening to. You know, he doesn't understand MMA at all, but he's an old timer. No, and I didn't, you know, it's funny. You know. People give me a little shit about that. I didn't even take no, it. Oh, that did he they? Was... No, I'm good, dude. You know what? Get me a, <laughs> a coffee for my fiance. You know, get me a coffee one, too. Thank you. A few Splendors, even Thank though I had a triple shot. But um, I didn't, you know, it's funny. I didn't get mad at Larry King because he's so old. I just banter with him about it, but it was like. He's eighty two. Like. No, I understand that he's very old and that he doesn't. Know, but when he, but he, but he, but when he says it with authority, like ah, it's just street fighting. Yeah, dude, is it really just street fighting? If they ever got hit by a professional boxer, well, he was they, those guys are weapons. <laughs> I only took that because he was talking about Ronda and uh, Mayweather. I, was I don't want to attack an old man. He was a, he was a nice old guy, hey, and, he's some, and he's got some. And he's got what's that? <laughs> I didn't book him. <laughs> you know the <laughs> where's Bob, you little fucker? Uh, we just been talking to our producer Bob. He's like, or not no, our producer. Booker. That's fucking Chris, who's growing his beard back. Yeah. I'm talking about Bob the Booker. Bob the Booker. And he's like, if hey, if you're not happy, I'm the guy to yell at. If you're happy, I'm the guy to high five. We're gonna fucking. I'm going to have Bob with his arms wrapped around his back and Billy's going to be... Uh, who the fuck is Billy? I don't know. Jimmy. He's just naming people. Bob the producer and Billy my co-host. I'm fucking lightheaded. Jimmy's going to be working his fucking ribs like a fucking heavy bag. Where are we? Are we yeah, no, I was about? cranky this morning when I woke oh, up. I know. And I had an announcement happen. Um, I'm performing in Washington, D.C. in October. The reason I'm saying this is why I'm primarily in a bad mood. October 7th, I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. at the Lincoln Theater. This is the first time I'm announcing it. And um, no one thought to tell me that the link was going on my website. So uh, it went up on my website, and I didn't make the announcement on radio today. So I'm really pissed off. Uh, tickets go on sale this Friday. They don't go on okay. sale now. What's today's date? What's uh, Friday? Today's the 15th. Friday. Friday's what, the 20? The 19th. Okay, so Friday the 19th, my Washington, D.C. Lincoln Theater tickets go on sale, and I am filming this for a special. Oh, shit. So I wasn't able to announce it properly, so that really set me into special a shitty mood. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, because oh, they have okay. announced It's like a clusterfuck. Clusterfuck. It's a clusterfuck, when, man. When are you, when are you uh, doing some gigs around town here in the city? It'll be a while. Um, I, I have a bunch of stuff booked now, but it's all leading up to Washington, D.C., all right. Well, Nothing in New York that, well, for a while. That's a road trip, though. Because, I mean, if it's, you know, I'd like to see you. I'd like to see you uh, work, you know, do your craft. It would be fun if we could do a, uh, we, we could do like a show somewhere, like a, a quieter one. Not, again, like the 200 was a mess because it was just like after everything was happening. And I had fun with that. I had a great time with yeah. that. But we Don can do Fry. it somewhere else. Don yeah. Don't I want to you. I know. But I liked him. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, yeah, like you said it, like you're like a, what are you, like a, like, like uncle. uncle. Like an uncle breaking your balls. Yeah. I wasn't going to be a dick to him. I mean, no, I was dying no. fry. But uh, hey, man, I was like I said, I was um, I was away for a week. I was shooting look Dana White looking for a fight. Congratulations we were, on Netflix, by the way, dude. I, that's that's funny. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, man. I'm so excited about that. That's huge. That's fucking it's huge, it's man. Amazing. And I love Netflix. By the way, I just got done with Stranger Things. I'm going to leave that for when we talk about Suicide Squad because we'll leave that for the raw. Um, okay, we got to come up with a little thing for that, Chris, the producer. What do we call it? Matt's just fucking. 
just rambling about no. shitty likes, or How, should we call it like mass some movie minute, something like that? That's not bad, man. It's gonna be more than a minute, but yeah. could, we should come up with a little sound effect to sound really fucking the toilet Z, flushing. Yeah, like a Z more <laughs> dude. I, oh, by the way, I was gonna. I told. Did you get Chris's text? Uh, well, I just got it now. What does it say? Read it out I loud. I don't. I don't know. I don't know Matt's what he- gonna and then in quotes blow up the bathroom end quote if you're not here in five <laughs> so that was basically telling me <laughs> Matt's a good guy Matt, Matt always goes in there and he drops uh, he fucking he drops a yam in, in, uh, in the bowl gotta and, do it. and he always uh, gives me the option <sighs> of first going I do Matt takes a sip of that espresso <laughs> and it gets the pipes moving and he always you, gives you, me the option you know what it is man I've been a lump I've been usually when I'm on the road I come back in even better shape because I'm watching because I know I'm getting filmed so it keeps me a little bit more um on the straight and narrow food wise exactly but i normally like when we're away like i wake up and i go to whatever hotel we're at and i hit the gym and i do like you know you were with me you see how my day starts absolutely we hit that elliptical me and you were tearing those things up (laughs) not really but we were we getting a good pace but uh you know i start the day off with that and i do my calisthenics and uh, i feel good I don't know. We were at Dana's guest house in, in, in Maine, which was fucking a trip and a half. What a fun fucking, what a great job. But yes. we had such a fun time over there. But I did not work out. I did some push-ups, but I didn't get my normal fucking sweat out. And then after that, we went to Sturgis. And uh, it was, a, you know, the fucking Rushmore Hotel, which was nice enough. But again, the the workout rooms, like half the size of the room we're in now, which is not a very big room. Those are the worst. Those I know. little teeny and fucking hotel. Uh, no, there was no weights whatsoever. So uh, me and Dean Thomas are doing push-ups. But then there was a, there was a, a, a elliptical, which I got excited about, broken, fucking broken. And then there was like a stab master slash fucking thing. I don't know what that thing was, but it. I tried to get on that thing. and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. How many push-ups do you do in a set? You know what I do? I do this thing with Longo. Instead of just banging out a bunch of push-ups, uh, I do it usually with a buddy or else I'll tell you how I do it by myself. Where I do, tw- I bang out 20 push-ups. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, in, for instance, I was with David Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas did 20. Then I'll do 15. He'll do 15. Down to 10, 10, 5, 5. Then we work our way back. Then I go, five, then, you know, one, one person at a time. So one person is going, one person is resting. So then I go back up, 5, 5, 10, 10, 10. Uh, you know, whatever, 15, 15, 20, 20. So you end up doing over, <laughs> don't make me do the math. How many times do you do that, like that down and up? Just one? No, that's one time, but okay. that's over 100 push-ups. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. lot. So like that. um, how much is that? Do the math, Chris. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. So you look, do I go 20, we, I do 20, and then I do 15, 10, 5, and then I go back up. 5, 10, 50, how much is it? 100. That's it? Sure. Are you sure? <laughs> no, hold on. 20 <laughs> is the final, then 15 is 35, Plus 10 is 45, plus 5 is 50. And then you go back up, 5 55, 65, wow. 80, 100. Wow, I'm so real. I'm, I'm that's, so, no, that's about it. I'm so special. But if you just went to go bang out 100 in a row, it, you'd die around like 50-something if Absolutely. Less. And then you'd be like, oh, I can't do anymore. And then I'll do three. This way, you get a nice fucking pump. You know, and if I'm by myself so I don't burn out, I'll do 20 push-ups, roll over, 220 crunches, boom, 15 crunch, you know, back and forth. And I feel good. I like a good rest in between exercises. I well, like you know a good is. breather. <laughs> <laughs> that way you just don't burn out. I got a belch coming. I'm trying to hold it down. But I, uh, listen, I don't know whether I should start talking about Suicide Squad or should I hold it? Should I, I hold wait, Maddie's you, movie minute? We're going to be talking to... Um, <clears throat> we're gonna it's be coming. To, it's uh, coming. Cody shortly. It, so. oh, all right. Let's just bullshit a little more and people get to look forward to uh, me he, talking about Suicide Squad. Did I like it? Did I not? I'm Stay curious. tuned. I am actually very Stay curious. Stay tuned. 
I am actually very, very curious uh, as to whether or not should I go like to, it. Should I go down to two two shots of espresso? Is this too much? <laughs> no. Is this too much? Am I, I like it. Are you getting happy? I like happy. I'm back. You know, I, I love, I, I missed you. I actually did miss you. I, but I'm, I'm trying to not be negative today. Like, I get caught in these moments. No, I hear you, man. Where I, I feel walk, negative I and disconnected and fucked up. And everyone goes through that shit, but it's 100%. all a headspace. It feeds it on itself, man. It like, does. Being negative feeds on itself, and I'm trying to catch myself because it's such a lifestyle oh, choice for me. Let me tell you something. I'm such a, I'm, I, I work with such energy where I sense when there's not a negative energy, like a little <clears throat> bummer or somebody's a little upset, and I just try to spread some love. Well, yeah, but it, but it has not you know me being like you know you know you're one of the you're not bringing me down. By you're all, one of the few you, bright spots in my life. That's <laughs> all. Now I really feel bad for you. <laughs> now you fucking uh, Indochino. Is it time for that yet? <laughs> no, no. Eddie Alvarez was very good. You, you called him. He Eddie was good, that motherfucker. Yeah. And then I, the first thing I heard, he goes, "You're like Matt's not here." He's like, "Yeah, what is he off eating?" <laughs> what the fuck? What Eddie? What? I didn't care for what that. What the fuck was that, Eddie? I didn't confront him, but I, didn't I care think for it's it. because I, you know, I, I'm like got that affable. Like I joke around about my shit, and then when someone else jokes around, I was like, "What the fuck are you saying?" You know, it's funny. I thought of you <laughs> yesterday because my a couple of friends of mine were in town, and they were at a public pool at a hotel. And I went to meet them there and have some lunch. But before I got there, the two girls, like, you missed it. They're like, this guy went kind of crazy. He was a really big dude. He was in the pool. They thought he was on bath salts. And they said he was uh, doing cannonballs. And it was like, you know, the pool was mobbed. It's a small pool. Doing cannonballs, being loud. Hey, the fucking party. So why would you think of me? This guy sounds like an asshole. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Okay, good. For for reason. And they said he started throwing people's kids in the pool. What? No, no, no. Like people, kids who were in the pool. He's like, hey, it's like like the kids were having fun with it, but he was just being inappropriate. Like you're not supposed to throw somebody's kid up in the pool. No, no, you don't touch another person's kid. Um, and then people were asking him like, to stop it, and he wouldn't. And then security finally had to tackle him, and it took five guys to get him out. Yeah. I'm like, that's where a guy like Matt, even though he was wet and slippery, yeah. you would have handled that. If, if oh, it, yeah. The choke goes on slip uh, quicker. It does. Oh, yeah. You but he was, was a big guy, though. You wouldn't worry about that? Oh, big guy. We're all the, every year the world. <laughs> so you probably have the same saying when you're banging a big chick, or we're all the same size on the floor. You understand? Yeah. You know? Look at these fucking calves. I'm, Matt? Has got calves oh, of you steel. Want, now look, I know you don't judge people, and no. don't don't. Why would I judge you? Great calves. Look at this. Now look, <laughs> why would I? So what? That looks good. I'm showing her my toenails, Chris, the producer. Look at this. My daughter Angelina. That's why I, I was gonna wear sandals today. Uh, Chris can't even look at me now. I know he's got a rod. I got. Look, look at this. Look at look at my lumpy toenails. You Kristen, like that? Yeah. You see my toenails, Chris, the producer. They're pink. You don't gotta get to a fucking microphone. Just acknowledge it. You're being weird. I like them. All right. Yeah. No, my daughter wanted to. Chris is leaking clear stuff. My my, <laughs> my daughter wanted to, to to do my toenails, and <laughs> is there is there a fucking somebody fucking step on a duck? Who the fuck shit themselves? Jimmy, that was you? No, no, cheers. That was broken. a pathetic fart. It I, was. Yeah, I, I swear to God, you fought like that again. We're all friendships. That was a little fart. Fucking, are you serious? A little fart. My daughter could uh, do a better fart than that. That was a little fucking fit. It was a little like, a little peep. Like somebody pushed Jimmy's belly yeah. like the like the little stay puffed little thing. Yeah. You know what I That was a little girly fart. You know we're all, uh, we are all, not we. I'm all over the fucking place today. Oh, that's good. How You're back. Is, is, this, is, back. This, is this unprofessional? No, it's a podcast. We're having fun. That's true. You know what I love about the podcast? You know, there's no really set fucking way to fucking act. What? Yeah, you just kind of Chris do. Chris Producer? 
you kind of just come in, you have a good time, you talk to some people this, on the phone. Since no one will actually come in here and look at us, we can talk to them on the phone. Oh, this there is you just go. fun. <laughs> there, you, there it came back. It crept back up. Holy shit, man. I, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be coming in soon. I think so, too, actually. Uh, we, have, we have a good guest next week. Um, we have, I saw uh, you reading that book over there, looking at that book. I just got it. I have not even... That attractive lady who's first, got a great personality. The first thing I did... We got Amy Schumer's book today. Uh, and the first thing I do is check for my name in the thank yous. Uh, the end? Yes, I'm in there. There's no photos of me in here, which I'm going to definitely take issue with. The fucking does, Amy. does she really have a back tattoo? Uh, yeah, that one, I think. Nice. But the fact that there are no photos of me in here um, <laughs> is, is, is a problem. Uh, I, I think there should have been a photo of me in here. You tight, were you tight with Amy? Yes. Yeah. Amy toured with me for, she was here. my opening act for a couple of years. I'm taking a very serious issue with the fact that there's no photos of me in no? Amy's book. I'll say this though, one good thing. What's that? There's no photos of Colin Quinn either. I don't think you needed two photos of Chris Rock, Amy. I think that was unnecessary. Can, can I see two, though? And there's a couple just, of photos of Bridget Everett, who I do love and who That's is a, very looks funny. It's like a nice book. It's a great book. And it's probably very funny. So uh, I'm going to... Uh, You're going to what? You're going to endorse the book? What's the name of that book? It is called... Or you want to just wait until she gets in here? The Girl it? with the Lower Back Tattoo, <laughs> no, which no, is a not. very funny take. Is it really? He has to take on the fucking... Is it really? with the dragon Oh, that's tattoo. fucking hysterical. Yeah. Man, you know what they call that. Uh, yes, the trap stamp. I would never say that. She has one. So, uh, you know, I better get an honorable mention in this book somewhere. That's all anybody looks for, by the way, when their friend writes a book, is is there a fucking uh, 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 an honorable mention of me in this book? What What is Cody up to, Cody Garbrandt? I don't know. He's calling soon. Is he is? is he Allegedly. Is? That's what we hear. Oh, shit, man. What do you well, think? I want to talk to him. Is he calling or no? Yeah, he's calling in a couple of minutes. They were running a few minutes behind on his uh, his schedule today. Oh, okay. Nobody told me. Oh. Nobody told me. I didn't know. I was watching a thing on uh, the UFC Unfiltered about uh, about Cody, and uh, it, it's nice, man. He goes back to his old. Uh, he was from Ohio, and he goes back to his old wrestling, the wrestling room, and he helps out like the guys in high school and stuff, and he remembers where he comes from and stuff like that. It's Is nice. he like 24 years old? Yeah, he's a young kid, man. He's 24. He's 9-0? Nine, 9-0, nine, and, nine and, oh, and he just took out Thomas Almeida uh, in his last fight. Destroyed and, that, and that guy was had a ton of hype behind him, and he was 21-0. and oh. Was he 21-0? And I knew he was... A, I just watched yeah. that fight. I didn't remember that he was 21-0. and oh. I knew yeah. he was undefeated. Wow. Yeah, and that, and that well, guy's a badass, too, but Cody just jumped on his man. He was landing right hands from hell. Yeah, he knocked him. He collapsed yeah, him in yeah, the first he punched, round. punched him silly. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that even funny? I don't know, but it just is. Ah, fuck. You know why it's it's funny? Because you know that the person Ooh. saying it wants to say beat the shit out of him. Yeah. I, I just I just look down. I see another coffee here. Uh, dude, I'm, I used to make fun of Ray Longo for how much coffee he drank. but How much does he drink? Oh, he used to uh, like train me, and we used to get done at like midnight, and I'd be at the 7-Eleven, and I'd be there before him like on the way home, and... And he'd be he'd be getting fucking like a, a just a even a small coffee for like the ride home. I'm like, what the fuck are you? It's like almost one in the morning. What are you doing? He'd be like, ah, ah. that's how long ago told. Yeah, I can't drink coffee ah, that ah. hour. I gotta have some days. I'm gonna have some of my guys just sit in, just to sit in like a fucking fly on the wall Anytime. and add some stuff. Ray Longo. I talked to him in a second. Oh, Ray Longo's a good man. What do you think about uh, Connor's coach, uh, John Kavanaugh, I think about he's... the fight against Nate? What he said. He said, we want to deliver a contest which will remove any doubts or questions in the aftermath. We want to put a definitive stamp on this to prove that for us, it really is a case of win or learn. 
the fuck? What do you think, think is going to happen? Well, I mean, win or learn is the way it's, 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 you know, how it goes in life with anything. Like if, you know, you find out if it doesn't go your way and, you know, like in other words, it didn't go his way last time. And in all fairness, he didn't have a full camp either for, for Nate. Nate. Right. Yeah. Specifically for Nate. So. Would they have three weeks, two weeks? Less than that. Yeah. yeah. Less than that. It might've been 10 days. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Plus promotion. I time. mean, Nate, Nate had it worse because he didn't have a camp at all. So, right. I mean, the guy conditioning, you had to walk into a five round fight. So. Well, he was training for, a, I think a triathlon at the time. Yeah, but he was also on a beach in Cabo. You know what I mean? Right. Like he was, uh, in Mexico or something. So, you know, I mean, you know, he was, you know, I mean, there's, there's shape and then there's fighting shape, you know? Right, so, right, right. That's a big difference. So I don't know, man. I mean, fuck. I think that, what's the matter, Chris? You touching? No, no nothing. Oh, okay. I thought you like, we got a call. No, Is he going to come up on the screen when the guy, when yeah. the Cody calls? Well, I'll give you a whole Yeah, do the old song. Yeah, you know how Chris <laughs> is. You're in the middle of something. He's going to be fucking. <laughs> yeah, you'd be in the middle of something. <laughs> like, you know, my, my, uh, oh, my, my, uh, my parents are really sick and, uh, Oh, sorry, Indochino. Sorry. <laughs> One time that happened. Uh, That's fucking great. What the hell was I up to? I don't know. What the hell was I talking to? I don't know. We distracted ourselves. <laughs> when I get off topic, I don't even think I was on a topic. Oh, we were talking about Connor and, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. his coach. No, no, that. I think his coach, listen, I, what I like about Connor is he doesn't look for like a, a special pill, man. The guy's, he, he sticks with it. He's, he's loyal to the guys that he's with. And it doesn't mean he doesn't bring in other people, sparring partners and whatnot, but some guys, they lose a fight, and then like, oh, let me just go change a team and see how that works. Do you think Holly should change teams? She's lost two in a row. No, I don't, because I think a lot of times, I mean, I mean, what happens is, you do, listen, your team is there to, to, to hoist you up when you win, that there's a safety net when you fall, because otherwise you, get, you become this nomad where people don't give a fuck about you. You got people in the corner who are there more for, to get their faces on air than it is to really give a fuck about how you do. Right. And they're embarrassed when you lose. They want a fucking nothing to do with you. But then you have the people that actually care about you and want you to do better. It doesn't mean that you know, you're, you're under, uh, the, you, you can't go elsewhere and, and get different training in. But you know, but your core, your core team, your your the people you keep closest, you know, you want those guys going in the battle with you. you know I have what a I question mean? too. Talk to me. There was a video which was posted by John Jones, okay. and was taken down. Oh shit! Do you have Ooh, that wow. video? Are well, we able to play video on this podcast? Meaning, can we get the audio into the? Uh, yeah, sure. How can we do that? I mean, I have it connected here. If I like, we but... play that John Jones video. It was taken down. What is it about? Him saying he might be back in the octagon soon. Oh, and then it was taken he down. He had good news. He got some good news. I've read the transcript and the video was taken down, but it is around. So I don't know what that means. He wasn't specific. But when we saw John after that fight, uh, he didn't fight, of course. He was talking to Overeem. And they and I think Overeem got creeped out because I walked over and he thought I was a fanboy. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. He didn't know that I knew John. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And he, he, uh, <laughs> and he was, seemed optimistic. If we remember, we talked to John yeah. Jones. He seemed optimistic. He didn't seem to me... At that moment, like a guy who felt fucked. He felt like, all right, uh, yeah, I'm hoping it's only going to be, uh, you know, this. He, he didn't seem like he was down. So maybe he's got some good news. Well, I mean, if guys are confident like that, and they, I don't think they'd be like that if they knew they were fucking guilty. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like, whether it was a, a tainted supplement, a cock pill. Yeah. A lot of people blame it on cock pills. And who sure. Knows? Hey, man, some people might like the juice with that. Do you, you ever take a cock mean? pill? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> what do you mean? How, like what, last night? I love a good cock pill, You know, man. you got to spice things up with the wife sometimes. We got it? Yeah, I oh. can play it here. Let's what hear it, because I've only read the transcript. I wanted to hear it for the first time with my co-host. Okay. How's it going, Bones Jones supporters? If there are any of you guys still out there, just wanted to take a few seconds to 
say hello to you all and to give you a little update on how I've been doing. Been doing really good. Been training, spending time with family, attacking some of these legal issues that I've gotten myself into. Trying to really just leave that all behind once and for all. I'm sure you guys are curious about what's going on with this USADA situation. Obviously, I can't get into it because it's still pending. But um, what I can say is that we have found out lots of really good news. And I am expecting to be back in the octagon really soon. Um, thank you guys for, for your uh, continued support. Um, love you guys. And I hope you are spending this Sunday with people that you love. All right. Be good. And I hope to see you guys really soon. I don't know why he took that down. Maybe he shouldn't have posted it, but that's a good sign. Maybe he took it down because he was maybe counting some chickens, you know? Maybe, but if he got... I don't know what kind of good news he got. I'm not sure. He does that a lot, though. Like, he'll post a video. It'll be up for a little bit. People will talk about it, and then he takes it down, or he'll tweet. He he does that typically. But would he he actually tweet that he got good news and be in the octagon soon? That'd be so douchey if he didn't. I mean, that'd be terrible. I wouldn't even know how to take it down when I put something (laughs) up. I'm sorry. (laughs) You gotta delete it. I'm saying that's kind of cool, because he's like, oh, he's being mysterious. Why did he take it down? But, you know, maybe he's just being mysterious, so maybe it's, uh, I don't know. Well, if he says he might be back in the octagon soon, I, I would take that as a very good sign. Did I mention I'm getting on Netflix? You did. I'm okay. really happy. All right. So were there any and talks I, about having another friend travel oh, with dude, you for one gonna, of these? Well, I think we could definitely make you may have you make an appearance for sure. Um, well, you but think you know that, but you know, does the boss think that? I'm def- see, they didn't talk I, about I, it. I did not bring that up yet. All right. But let me tell you something. Okay. The, the rumor... Of what <laughs> I'm blowing that I'm not blowing that off. The guy's coming on in what two minutes? Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, the, oh no! Four. What they're saying is four international and yes. four domestic. That's great. Oh fuck! Where am I going? I don't. Where know. am I going? I'm going to guess you're going to Russia. Oh. I'm going to guess you're going to go uh, Thailand. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Where are some other fighters? Bangkok. Uh, Brazil. Brazil. All right. Where? I'm going to guess Brazil. I'm Brazil. going to guess. Oh, hey, dude, what about Brazil? What the What a great place to have the Olympics, huh? Well, you <laughs> yeah. know, I mean. They do not for nothing. I'm look, I type in YouTube uh, crime in Brazil uh, during Olympics. the Olympics. Oh, yeah. I've seen that today. These kids just going up snatching phones. I would like to just wreck these little fucks. You want to see a photo? I would I would like to punch these little kids right in the head. Uh, you know, part of it is that they, and I'm not playing the house liberal, but they really do have nothing there. Yeah, that's so, great. So take my iPhone. Fuck you. Not you, Jimmy. I love I know, you. No, no, I know. Really. But I, when we went Fuck there, we, attitude. Didn't, we didn't carry. Well, I didn't go. There was no iPhones when I went. We oh. didn't carry stuff with us. Yeah. We knew. They're like, no, get a $20 watch. But you remember the place where the athletes got busted in that they said that they went and they thought it was a real spa? Yeah. But that's that's the place. That's me in front of that place in 2003 with Patrice O'Neill, the Monte Carlo. You know what's so funny about uh, that picture? It's with a that? brothel. I, I was going to bring him up today, Patrice O'Neill. Uh, I used to love on the old Opie and Anthony's. Uh, and I and I got into those and listened to those on YouTube. I wasn't even listening to it at the oh, time. Oh, really? When he would talk about when you guys would talk about movies, yeah. And that, that would happen a lot. But when he was on talking about movies, I, I wish you know I know he's your, your friend and everything. I would I would have loved to have a conversation with him about movies because I think we'd get. A, I think he loved the same shit I like with the with the Batman. And I remember him talking about how Batman Begins was the perfect movie of how and and the Dark Knight and I, I don't know I he was into a lot of the same shit I was into did you hear me Patrice at times I had shit taste in movies and I <laughs> I just get done saying no 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 he can't, he, some of it was really good <laughs> are you serious but I, I had to correct him on Independence Day 
And uh, I, I uh, change his opinion. One of my greatest moments is in, in, as I change his opinion on, on uh, Face Off. Face Off. Yes, yes. I remember that. And I think you changed my... I used to love it too. And then I'm like, wait, it, it really is fucking... It is retarded. Yeah, it was really, really fucking oh, cheesy. Oh, it's bad. So that was one of my better moments. Face was, Off. Yeah. Was that Face Off discussion with the Patrice O'Neill. It's like, it's like everything else in their bodies are going to be the same, but they have a different face. Yeah, Castor Tron. Face Off. But the oh, thing was, Brazil, we were there. I went a couple times, and you just know you don't carry anything crazy with yeah. you. You're nuts to carry a whole lot of stuff. Listen, yeah, I feel bad for the poverty and stuff like that, but I would clothesline these little fucks. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to be kidding me. They're going up to women and this and that. I mean, listen, I, I don't know. Whatever, man. I, I'm just not a big fan of it. It's a dangerous area. It is. When you I mean, get there and you're driving to the airport, you see, like Ryan Lochte got robbed at gunpoint. Uh, yeah. four, four of the U.S. Olympic swim team got robbed at gunpoint. Like, this is such a setup. The taxi pulled into the gas station to get gas, and they got robbed by people in police uniforms. Or maybe they were real cops. But the bottom line is, do you think that wasn't a setup? The cabbie is going to get gas? Are you fucking stupid? Yeah. No, not you don't man. go to get gas while I'm in the cab. Absolutely not. Listen, I was in Brazil three times. I'd stay like a month at a clip because I used to train a lot and uh, over there. Uh, when I was there, and but I'd always stay at a buddy's place, and <laughs> they had like a gated community. And yeah, it was scary. Nice. Was yeah. it real? Yeah, it was uh, Baja de Juca. Baja de Juca. I don't know where that is. I was in Copacabana. It's in Rio. Copacabana. Yeah. I'd, I'd go to Copacabana too. <laughs> no, I like Copacabana. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You're saying, what are you saying, Jimmy? Rogan, what are you implying? Rogan was so good. On oh, the show. oh Rogan was, really was great, fun, man. You guys had a good time, man. Yeah, we talked for an hour. I know. I wish I was here. I was like fucking, eh. and you're like, oh yeah, Matt would love to hear too. He didn't mention me at all. You're I told like, Dana. I was, was waiting for Joe to be like, oh yeah, say hi to Matt. He didn't say nothing. I told Dana I'm and, like, and Craig Joe. that we want to do a little bit of promotion for this podcast. We want they're, to go out to the West Coast. They are 100 percent into. Uh, it. They're awesome, and I want to give them the dates that I'm away, so you and I can go. Hopefully soon. Can we do it soon? Like while I'm off. Are in you August. asking me? Yes. And maybe we could do Who a live listen? podcast from LA, Chris. I mean, I guess I'm coming with you. So yeah, fuck man. Can sure. we do one? I mean, maybe we could do Joe's show if he'd have us on. I'm not going to yeah, I mean, assume listen, that he would. There's a lot of so. there's a lot of stuff out there. What else in, in LA? I would I love to do know. Adam Carolla's show. Fuck. What about that Doug Benson? No, we can't go on that show. Why not? I just watch. had Doug on the radio last week. I love Doug Benson. I know, but then we'd have to smoke the marriage. No, he does uh, <laughs> Doug Loves Movies. You, you'd be good at that. Doug Loves Movies? Yes. What is that? Doug Loves Movies. I watched the weed show with him. No, no, no. Doug Loves Movies is a great podcast where he has four of you come out on stage. Um, I've done it a couple times. You, it, It's Doug and a couple comedians. It's like movie trivia, and the fans are kind of crazy, and they make these movie... Uh, he should do a Doug Loves <laughs> Movies... UFC version. That would be fucking, fun. I would love that, man. And I almost <laughs> forgot because you know me, I'm a forgetful guy, Matt. Sorry. Yes. Uh, you and I both travel a lot. So a lot. Not only do we have a lot of time to sit home and read for 12 hours, sometimes it's cool on the plane just to close my eyes and throw on headphones <laughs> and listen to a good book. That's the <sighs> truth. Now I'm going to hook you up with a great way to grab a book for yourself. For the commute, a plane, the beach, or whatever is convenient, just remember this code UFC and you can get a free audiobook from Audible. If you're driving, you can't read a book. <sighs> You're going to hit a pole. Maybe you're like me. You can't read a book anyway. Well, it's true. Maybe your eyes are going like me. Yeah. I, dude, I love audiobooks. Tell me more. Well, Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Now, you're thinking, Jim, I don't know what book to pick. Let me suggest one for you. Really funny book called Happy Endings, The Tales of a Meaty-Breasted Zilch. <laughs> it is written and narrated by Jim Norton, a really... 
average comedian, but did a good job with that. Just go to audible.com slash UFC and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash UFC. That's audible.com slash UFC. Get started today. Audible content includes unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazines, and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. There's free apps for the iPad, iPhone, Android, Windows Phone. There's a lot of free apps. Yeah, preach. Grab the free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Go to audible.com slash UFC. That's audible.com slash UFC. How many times do I have to say it? I'm doing it today. I am. Hello. Hello. Hi, Cody. How are you? Hey, good. How are you guys? Good. Cody Garbrandt. Thank you for uh, calling in. We appreciate it. What up, Cody? What's up, Sarah? How are Where you? are you right now? I'm at Big Boy's Neighborhood. Big Boy! Big Boy! You know? What is Big Boy's? The radio. The radio. Oh, fuck yeah. Are you, could we curse on Big Boy? Oh, yeah. I know Big Boy. I was over there. You're in yeah. You're in Big Boy's studio doing our shit? That's cool. Yeah. I like Big Tell Big Boy I said hello if he remembers me. Big Boy. He's not here. No, he's not here. What the fuck? He's here. Yeah, he's here. You, you can't throw down the Big Boy's name and then he's not even in studio. It just ruins everything. Yeah. But when he comes back, tell him I said hello. I will. How you feeling, bro? I was there live when you when you uh, took care of business with Thomas Almeida and that was fucking insane. Yeah, I feel great. You know, I've been busy this year, so I'm just keep improving. Fight camp after fight camp, you know, staying in shape and, you know, hungry and motivated to keep climbing. Let me ask you, man. I seen you. I just watched something on Fight Pass with you, and you went back to uh, Ohio where you used to wrestle and, and where you uh, – that, that's your hometown, right? Over with, Yeah, correct. And I saw you went back, and, and all the wrestlers were talking about how you always stay true to your roots, and you come back, and people, when they get to a certain level, they forget where they come from, and then you're back home working with these – uh, high school wrestlers and whatnot. I mean, how much does that mean to you? Do you go back there often? Yeah, I try to go back after each fight and just like, you know, go and speak to the students, you know, the junior high kids, the younger kids, go to the high school, uh, try to go to some of the group homes um, that, that are in my hometown. Just try to give back to my community that I grew up in and, you know, to the kids that are trying to, you know, maybe have the same dream as me, you know, go go to, you know, wrestling, win state titles and go to college so i try to be a positive role model for them uh, when i was younger we didn't really have anybody in our town that was a positive role model that we could really look up to and so i you know i loved giving back to them and and seeing their success nice was it a big town small town super small town man it's like five thousand people yeah we have, we have one stoplight you know small <laughs> country town <laughs> or some rednecks oh man that's, that's like in high school everybody knows like it's like Everybody yep. dates the same people and all that type of thing. <laughs> yep. The country song, man, make you miss your girlfriend for sure. Your first love. That's <laughs> Let me, how, how did you get hooked up with the, uh, with the alpha males, man? With, with, with Uriah and all those guys. Lance Palmer, um, you know, like I said, he grew up in Ohio and we wrestled in the, in the, you know, amateur wrestling circuits growing up. And he went out to alpha male. And I always wanted to, um, go out there. And I remember hitting Uriah up when I was like 18, like, Hey, I'm going to make it out there one day. And, he ended up tweeting me back. He's like, "Hey, cool! I'll check out some of your fights. We'll be out here." And you know, wasn't you know financially able to, or just wasn't ready to be able to go out there. And you know, made it out there four and a half year or four and a half years later after sending a tweet out. So I came out here at 22, or you know, almost 23. I think I was 23 when I first came out here, and uh, that was it, man. So I would say Lance and Araya's interaction with me on Twitter made me want to go out. Oh, that's awesome, man! I I I, lo I like man that whole team, man. What a 
what a good bunch of guys, man. What a, a you know, the, a, you're around the UFC a lot. You're with a bunch of different teams, and I get along with different camps. But what a good energy the fucking alpha males have. They're always so fucking upbeat, man. They got that laid back like West Coast attitude. Uriah is always so chill, and all those guys, man. You were you were a good crew. I'm sure you know that. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad to be around these dudes. That's 24 years old too, young as fuck, man. You got the world by the nuts, dude. You realize that? Yeah, I'm trying to, man. Just trying to stay focused and trying and, to just keep these fights going, keep winning, and, you know. Let me ask you something, man, because there's certain a certain thing, man, about about that whole the, the neck tattoo thing. There's a certain type of guy that really there's a certain kind of guy that just doesn't give that much of a fuck to get a neck tattoo. Like, and listen, we fight, you know, listen, fighting in the cage alone. You know, people could be like, yo, man, that guy, you know, the, he doesn't care about much. Look at him. He's fighting in there and it's fucking violent. <laughs> but you're, you get, to get a neck tattoo, where, I mean, when did you get that and when did you decide to get it? It's money, by the way. It doesn't work for a lot of people. It works for you. But when, when did you get yeah, that 20, thing? I think I was 21. I was like, man, I just got, yeah, I decided. I, I, I was covering tattoos. So I was like, I always wanted a neck tan. I was like, I really didn't give a fuck, like, what people thought or what people, you know, if I wanted, I was going to get it, you know, and. Um, the only thing I really took, you know, took to heart was my mom really didn't want me to get it. Yeah. So that's the one thing I took into consideration. Like, uh, my mom, I don't want to upset her. But you know, I was like, I don't really care what people think or say. So I just, I got that damn thing. Was that the most painful one going over, like, the Adam's apple in the front of the neck? No, man. My stomach was my worst one, I think. Um, my stomach was. I got that when I was 15, so I was young, too. But the neck, I think I psyched myself up. I was like, man, this shit's going to suck. I can't. You know, so I think I, I hyped it up so much that it wasn't as bad. I heard the collarbone is a bitch to get tattooed as well. Yeah, a little bit. Tattoos suck in general, man. They're, they're not fun just to sit there and put your put a needle in your body and have it, you know, feel like it's ripping your skin open. What does it represent to you? Because it's interesting because I think you've said it's kind of like therapy in some way. And, and, and I'm, I'm always amazed with what guys choose for tattoos because I'm so indecisive. So what does it do for you? Does it like relax you or does it make you feel like you're what, – what, what, what does it represent for you? Yeah, man, I like getting tattooed. Something like I usually get tattooed after each fight, so it's like kind of like a little reward to yourself going there and just get tattooed. And you know, it, it is therapy. I like the feeling of it. You know, you just uh, the pain. Like I don't know. I just I've always liked getting tattooed. Like so I got my first tattoo when I was thirteen and haven't stopped. Um, I have a lot of you know ink that I want to get done, but just hard to you know take the set the time aside to get tattooed and let it heal and be out of the gym because i'm all even after the fight like i, I take a couple of days you know and i'm back in the gym so it's hard to you know get tattooed now and i'm staying busy and this is my life is this fighting yeah there's plenty of time for tattoos man you got years and years ahead of you so is there any that you right. regret or no no i don't have any regrets on my tattoos you know um I just got, I got a lot, but no, no regrets. You know, I, I don't want to have that in my mind that I have any regrets with my tattoos because some things are on for life. That's a good thing, though. That means you make a decision and you're kind of sure of it. Like I'm an indecisive person, so if you make a decision, you go, no, no, I'm happy with that, and and you stick with being happy with it. You're probably a guy who should get tattoos, and I'm not. Yeah, I would say, I would say, I'm pretty indecisive in some decisions, but yeah, definitely not in tattoos. I know that. The only one I ever wanted to get, get when I was 15, I almost got Ozzy on my knuckles. I was a big Ozzy Osbourne fan. I'm really happy I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I think cool though. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm like one of the only UFC guys in history to not have one tattoo. You have none. Nah, I thought about maybe getting my kids or something, but then I don't oh, they're know. too young for tattoos. What? Oh, you mean their names on? Yeah, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I don't know. I don't have to do that. Now, listen. What about your thoughts this uh, this weekend versus uh, Mizugaki? 
Did I kill? Did I kill his name? No, you're right. Yeah. Thank you so much. No, you did it. Yeah, I mean, because I, you know, I studied him before. He's a tough because he fought one of my guys, Aljo Sterling. Uh, right. I tell, he's a tough guy, man. I mean, but what the fuck? Who isn't? But uh, what are, what are your right. thoughts on him? My thoughts on him is, you know, I got to go out there and just fight my fight. This is, a, this, is a, this is a fight for me to, you know, I can open up, you know, showcase some more of my skills wherever it needs to go to get the win. But ultimately, I want to get that knockout. Um, he's a guy that's built his name, you know, gotten his name from being tough and like taking people's best punches and coming walking through them and, you know, kind of being a grinder. But, you know, with my wrestling background, I'm grinding my whole life and with, you know, my knockout power. I don't see him, you know, taking my punches and walking through them and, you know, taking me to a decision, you know. So I'm definitely looking forward to a knockout and just whenever it presents itself, either the first, second, or third round. But I always go out there and look out for the first round knockout. And if you do win this fight, you said that you have wanted a, uh, you think you should be in line for a title shot after that. I mean, I personally think so. Um, you know, Dominic fought Takeya. You know, he wants to say that, you know, after the TJ fight, he's like, there's no rust. I don't believe in rust. But, you go back a few months before that or however long it was before that, he fought Takeya, but he was sitting there on the sideline saying he's the pound-for-pound pound greatest, he's the best band away, that's his belt, but he had to have a warm-up fight with Takeya, you know, so it's like in that grand Hemma title shot, um, you know, I'm, this will be, you know, four knockouts in a row uh, with, with Takeya, you know, finishing Takeya on Saturday, and I make a strong point and valid point, you know, I feel like I'm the most talked about band away in my division, um, the fans want it. He he's asking to see it. He wants you know. He went into an interview about you know wanting to fight me, being the next fight, and uh, so I'm very looking forward to you know hopefully getting that title shot after this win. Now, what about that run? And you guys had some type of run in uh, after 199. Um, you and him backstage. Yeah, I was just back in the tents with the Rye. You know, just condoning with the Rye and just you know telling him good job, you know, good fight, and you know uh, back in the tents. You know, when you're doing your medicals and stuff. I like walk out there. I'm like going back to sit in my seat, and like he, we kind of like just run into each other. And he's like looking at. We're like locking eyes. Like who's not gonna like like a dick pissing contest kind of thing. I was just chilling. Like I was like, all right, cool. You know, you, you'll get your time. You know, you, this is your night. Good for you. And he like he looks at me like with this dumbass look, and like grabs his belt off his dude, and like holds it up like and stands there and holds it. I'm like, all right, man, that's cool. I was like, you know, keep that belt shine for me, or right, keep the belt polished for me. You know, I'm coming. And uh, they started talking shit about tattoos or something. I don't even know what he said. So I was like, well, so you got to wait in line, something like that. So I was like going to run up, you know, him and his whole crew. I was going to smack him right in his mouth, you know. And then I got like broken up and I got like ushered out. And I just went back and sat in my seat. And really that was that. I just wanted to know that I was coming. And, you know, I was I was chilling, but he wanted to grab the belt and like stand there and, you know, and say all that shit. So he's going to punk me. Yeah, I, and I, I'm going to read a quote by him. Uh, cause you, you, I'm sure you've heard it, but I don't know if the listeners have, so I'm just going to read it verbatim so I'm not uh, paraphrasing what Dominic says. He says, I like Garbrand because, one, he's team alpha fail, and, two, he runs his mouth. He's an emotional guy. He's got a goofy part in his hair and a ton of tattoos, so he thinks he's tough. All those things together yeah. make for an interesting fight. The fans get behind Cody. I've gotten a lot of tweets about him. He's got a lot of fans because he's been riding the coattails of Uriah Faber for a while now. What, what do you think it is? And I'm not saying those things are true, but why, what, do you think he's doing that to talk up a fight, or do you think your association with Uriah just makes him uh, less inclined to like you, or what do you think that is? combination of things. It's a combination of his insecurities. You know, he's had something... In- as a vendetta against Team Alpha Male, you know, it's he's got he's went against him so many times. That's fine, but he's never went against uh, 
you know, a fighter like me and any of the alpha male guys, um, you know, they can sit there and tell you the same thing. So, uh, you know, he, he tries to pull on like a lot of fighters insecurities and gets, gets emotional with them. He makes them, they, he makes them get emotional and like, you know, get out of their game. But, uh, yeah, but talking about tattoos, the heart, like, yeah, you dumbass, I got tattoos all over me. That's not, you know, that's obvious. You know, I, I put hard part in my hair and I don't know what it is. If he's just jealous of me or what, um, but like I said, like his time was going to come. And he said he's going to add to my concussion list. So I'm looking forward to you know having his jaw wired shut. And that's the, the God's honest truth. You're a very confident <laughs> fighter, too. Watching you fight, uh, you really always seem like no matter what's going on, this is exactly what's supposed to. But during the uh, Marcus Brimage fight, uh, Joe had commented a couple of times that your hands were dropped. And he's like, I think he's, he can't be overconfident. W- was he calling that correct in that moment? Were you feeling overconfident? Or what was that? Because I, I didn't know what was going through your mind when that was happening. No, I mean, uh, Grimmage really wasn't coming forward. So I just, man, I feel comfortable with my hands there. Hands love, always fought like that. You know, good head movement. I, you know, take a strong punch. Um, I felt Brimage's power, you know. And I, and I know that it wasn't going to take me out, so I felt like I could come there, bait him into like coming in. But no, I mean, I just I, I felt like I remember Joe, Joe saying that hands are really low, and a lot of my fights, my hands are low. But it's, you know, it's a difference. It's, it's a baiting skill to come come in if after you crack them with some stuff, and they want to be they, you know, the, the octagon's huge. That was my first fight, so I got in there and I was like, remember how big it was? I was like, no, if I crack this dude, he's going to be on his wheels, he's going to be on his movement, he's going to be on his bike. So I was just trying to get him to come forward, and it wasn't until and I got him down in the first, and uh, it's kind of slowed down in the second. Um, you know, the two nut shots uh, he kicked me with, but right. uh, that really, that really slowed me down, uh, to be honest. And then in the third, it was just you know, I was like, hey, go for broke, and he, you know, it was a good back and forth fight. Uh, and then finally, it was thirty seconds. I just remember my uncle say, "Let it go now, let it go now." And that's when he knew that he was down on the scorecards too, and that's when he was coming forward. So I was just kind of waiting for it. I was more patient than any fight in that fight I didn't you know I was like more kind of taking it all in like hey, I'm, I'm in here in the UFC this is great like let's get this one let's get this knockout but I was almost too patient too calm like oh it's gonna come it's gonna come and I extended it way to the last you know knocked him out with 10 seconds to go into third but I still got the finish over you know crafty vet this guy's been in there um, so it was a great debut for me yeah, okay. I, you know, it's funny. It hadn't even occurred to me. You, you're saying the size of the octagon was, was felt kind of big, so you baiting him is a way of you having to avoid chasing him a little bit as well. Exactly. Like, a lot of these guys, you know, I know how to cut off the cage, and I know how to, you know, that's why stylistically the fight for Dominic and me, um, and he knows that, you know, he's a fight, he breaks down fights. He knows that he has a high fight IQ. He knows that um, it's, it's a it's a bad matchup for him. So he, he wanted to act like he didn't know who I was after 199 saying he thought I was a new kid on the block. Um, all this shit he was talking. But, uh, you know, now he's like, knows that it's, you know, he's, he's got to get mentally ready to fight because he knows it's going to be the next fight. Like I said, the fans want it. I'm coming. I'm knocking people out in my division. Um, but yeah, like I said, the, the octagon's huge. So it's like you hit those people, they get on their bikes and you got to, you know, really, you know, cut the cage off and use those angles. So I was kind of filling out, seeing his movement, seeing how his movement was, Brimages, uh, and especially being Southpaw. Well, you're fighting on a huge card this Saturday, um, 202 Diaz McGregor. And uh, on the FS1 prelims, you guys are the main event on that fight. It's uh, you against uh, Takaya Mizugaki, uh, the number 11 fighter. And uh, good luck, man. Uh, I would love to see an eventual fight between you and Dominic Cruz. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, all right, Cody. Take, take care, care, Cody. Man. Thanks, man. All right, thanks, boy. He's a great fighter, man. Dangerous, dangerous Really kid. aggressive. Explosive. Yeah. 
But I, I wanted to ask him about that whole thing because Joe had commented on that. But I'm like, he seems like a, a really smart fighter too, and he's dropping his hands way low. Yeah. Like he didn't look tired. You know, there's guys that do that that have a very good awareness. Like uh, our guy raging out like Quinta sometimes brings his hands down, but you know, they, they have the the awareness of when a guy's coming close enough, or they, then they they bring him back up, or they then they come in with something you know themselves that's a little. Uh, Unorthodox and whatnot. So some guys just use that to bring. <laughs> did you not like that paper? Oh no no no! I did it so I wouldn't grab like, it again. You just rip it. No. I don't think you were making a stand about something. Matt, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like we were talking about before. I might as well just repeat what Matt and I were talking about What's before. That? Whether you're wearing a suit or you're wearing sweats, oh, I mean, I was... you spend almost 24 hours a day in your underwear. <clears throat> but instead of making a yes. statement like Superman tights uh, under his everyday clothes, yes, your underwear is probably boring. Oh. Me undies. Oh, I love me undies. I knew I'd surprise you. Oh, it's here to change oh, oh, that. Ah, oh. oh, me undies. Every pair of me undies is made from a sustainably sourced modal, a fabric that's twice as soft as cotton. I got to be honest. I've told you this before. I'm going to go off script here. My hog looks tremendous in my me undies. It hugs. It hugs the package very well. I'm not talking about yours. I'm talking about mine and probably anybody's. It, it, it probably. It makes it look even more attractive than it might even be, if that's possible. I um I I, I showed my meundies yes to a young lady friend recently. Did you know? I, oh, friend, I, thank yeah, God. I say lady in quotes. Okay. And um, oh. she laughed at the pattern because it was like all the ones that have like all these like little SpongeBob characters on yes, them. Yes, I like that. I wear that one too. She laughed at it, but then yeah. she saw the way my genitals were being gently hugged. How did she, it? She went, oh, I don't like, want to be a prick, but how did it hold her? <laughs> I, you know, I didn't put them on her. That's a very fair question. I'm just saying. No, no, that's a very fair face. question. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, that, it probably couldn't have, to be look. honest. That's why I like it. That's, oh, <laughs> that, that's one of those where I just immediately just yeah, yeah, yeah. regret asking you. No, no, no. It's a fair question. But I, even the MeUndies, I don't know, could have handled her. She's a special girl. And if you don't love your first pair of MeUndies, my friends, they're free. No oh. questions asked. <laughs> MeUndies has dozens of styles and limited edition prints to help you make a statement with your underwear, whether anyone can see them or no one. Remember, Superman. I really fucked that up. Sorry. What were you going to say? But the fact, I mean, the fact of the matter is that I know you're talking to a guy, I told you, 20 plus years, commando. Now, look what I'm wearing right now. Look. Look, we see it. Very nice. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. A bra. Me undies. Oh, wait. Sorry. Wrong me. part. <laughs> I think I need a bra. But let's talk about me undies yes, right now. Please. Love me undies. I wear them. I'm gonna say six days out of seven. Sunday, I still, I still free ball. Sure, and he only has one pair. That's the amazing part of it, man. He wears one pair of underwear for six days out of <laughs> until seven. Until they just, until I just peel them off. Look, shipping is free in the U.S. and Canada. You can save up to eight dollars a pair with the MeUndies subscription plan. What about the shipping? Well, the shipping is free oh, okay. in the U.S. and nice, Canada. Nice. Now, you get the subscription or a single pair. You get 20% off your first order when you go to MeUndies.com nice. slash UFC. Yeah. That's MeUndies.com slash UFC for 20% off your first order. MeUndies.com slash UFC. I genuinely like this product. I, I wear them. Um, they're comfortable. I do like <laughs> I them. I do. Oh, yeah. MeUndies. MeUndies, bitches. And we're going to go from one phone call to another. We normally don't do back-to-back like this, but uh, we just got off the phone with uh, Cody Garman, and now we're going to talk to uh, Benji Madden Wait, from Good Charlotte. He's calling now? I think so, yeah. All right. And um, You know, he did one of those uh, <laughs> those celebrity, uh, with, with our buddy Jason Ellis, he did one of those uh, boxing events. Yeah, he's into MMA. 
but he did a boxing match versus uh, how do you, that guy was on MTV all the time. The, the radio Sway. No, no, I'm fucking just people on here. Ricky, Kennedy, Ricky Rackman. Rackman? Oh yeah, yeah. Ricky he, used to host Headbangers Ball. Yeah, man. Is he so a we, fighter? I don't. Well, this guy beat his ass. Oh, Benji, okay. Benji, I think. Uh, what did he do? He knocked him out. Ricky Rackman. Where did Ooh. you see that name? I didn't even see that. I see it on this fucking page here. That's what we do. Yeah, we got to go out to LA. I really want to go out to LA. I want to go there with you. I want to party with you. But uh, all right, what are we looking at now? Are we? Is this guy calling in? Because I'll start talking about Suicide Squad. I don't give a fuck. We just talked to the publisher. just said he's being patched in. Yeah, he's. Oh, should be on in a couple seconds. Okay. All right. Well, he, all right. Well, listen. I mean, I gotta. We can't have dead air. I'll no, I'm talking about shit. I don't care. Well, did I you did, like it or no? Oh, fucking Suicide Squad. I heard. Do you want to know? I heard it was shit. I know you heard it was shit. I fucking enjoyed the shit out of it. How about that? Okay, good. I'm not, I'm not trying to pick a fight. I'm just saying. No, not at all. I, I haven't seen it. I have I no investment. Listen, these critics. I mean, from friends. Listen, who this saw is it. what I listen. Let me tell you something really quick. And if we get jammed up, I'll just go back to to this my Suicide Squad um, review. <clears throat> I love. Listen, the, they get into the backstory. How it starts off is where and spoilers, by the way. But you people should go watch it. Anyway, no matter if I spoil the shit out of it. it, it starts off with a cool backstory for 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 most of the squad. Okay, uh, oh man, and it's cool, and it's got a great, a fantastic soundtrack. And right away, I know a movie. I'm into a movie, and I, this is how I do it. This is how I know if it's if it's a good movie, and you should see it. And it's very simple. It's the potty test, the the pee test. And do I feel like holding it? Do I feel like going in to take a piss? Wait, is this uh, <laughs> Benji? I'm sorry, I um, we're having a little trouble getting a hold of him. I just wanted to give you a heads up. All right, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Okay. All right, All right. Well, I'm doing my movie review. Have you ever saw uh, Suicide Squad? Oh, she's gone. Yeah, <laughs> All right, she's just... gone. But anyway, so yeah, they give a good intro to the characters. And I, again, it all comes down to me is, is the piss test, Jimmy. Am I, when I'm watching this movie, I do not want to get up and take a leak because I did not want to miss anything. That's a really good sign. But here's the thing. I pee so much. Now, you and I will yeah. eventually go yeah. to a movie together. Yes. I sit in the back of the theater and I'm in and out of the toilet probably 12 yeah. times a movie. I don't. I, I get, piss I like constantly. To towards the front, I like to go. Do you really? Well, you know why? Because then you see every asshole's fucking iPhone that wants to check out their fucking... That is annoying. I was there the other day, and I know it was a kid's movie, and when I went to go see Ice Age with my kids, whatever, and then I went to go take a leak, and I'm going up, and I see a, a row of this family, and yeah, everybody's on their iP- either iPad, one person's playing a game, and what the fuck is this? Fucking assholes. Because parents can't just tell their shitty kids to put their stuff away. No, but the, the parents are on it too. They're oh, playing the fucking the, 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 the pinochle, whatever they're fucking playing on there. Oh, dicks. Fucking assholes. Well, it's like, you know, the, the key, here's the thing. Talk to me. I mean, you and I were discussing before that like night after night. Yes. I mean, two people lay in the same bed. Yes. But when it comes time to buy a new mattress, only one of them gets their way. That's not right. Until now. Talk to me. Introducing Helix Sleep where you can buy mattresses online, customized for both of you. For hundreds of dollars instead of thousands, go to helixsleep.com, answer a few simple questions based on four key preferences, and the result will be a custom sleep profile used to build you the most comfortable mattress you're ever going to sleep on. Your mattress will arrive at your door in about a week, and shipping is... It, what? Free? 100% free. Ah, uh, what? That's great. They probably didn't need to put 100% free. They could have just said free. Yeah. There's no such thing as 80% free. It's is free he, or it's not free. It's either free or not free. And it is free. And for couples, Helix will customize each side of the mattress 
personalized to suit each of your bodies the way you both sleep. Like if Matt and I have to go on the road and do promotion, yes. they told us we're going to get one king bed. So we would like to have a mattress that kind of both of us could be accommodated with. As friends, we share a bed. I'm okay with that. Where's your hand? Yeah. Between two pillows? Exactly. All right. Helix customers report a 30% improvement in overall sleep quality. You have 100 nights to try it out, and if you don't love it, they're going to pick it up for free and give you a 100% refund, no questions asked. That's why everyone from GQ Magazine to Forbes are all talking about Helix Sleep. Those are legit magazines. They certainly are. Go to helixsleep.com slash UFC, and you get $50 off your order. Helixsleep.com UFC, and you get $50 off your order. That's helixsleep.com slash UFC. I'm glad I had eight times to get that right. Helixsleep.com slash UFC for $50 off your order. Awesome. Hello. Hello. Oh, hey. there we go. That's not that's Yo. not your lady. Benji, how are you, man? It's Matt Sarah and Jimmy Norton. Yo, what's up? Actually, I didn't know that I was actually I just heard that I had a they asked me if I wanted to do a phone interview on the UFC <laughs> yeah. uh, this morning and I was like, Yeah, sure, of course. And then I found out I was gonna be talking to you guys and I got really excited this morning when my, my assistant sent me through my my schedule for the day and i saw oh shit i'm gonna talk to matt sarah today and oh, jim fuck. too of course but oh, that's okay but uh i was like uh i got really excited so it's really nice to be talking to you guys well here's the thing too they that's had awesome. they had you booked this is how it works they had you booked on our podcast for a few days so they didn't even ask you if it was okay that's scary <laughs> what if he said no what would we have? <laughs> i'm happy you were glad to do it cool. i think they know that i'm a fan and you know they were probably like, yeah, it's a safe bet. Who's your, your, God, I'm sorry, Jimmy. Who's your favorite actor fighter? They, they did say that you're actually a legit fan. Yeah. Oh, that's a, good, that's a hard one uh, because I really, I can find a reason to love every fighter, you know? Right. Even the kind of, the guys who, who either paint themselves as bad guys or come off like, like, you know, I mean, two of my favorite fighters are the Diaz brothers and they're, oh, they're, shit, yeah they're like very polarizing and I get why they're polarizing. And sometimes I get frustrated with them just from a outside perspective. Like I wish I could, I don't know. I think that there are certain ways that you could navigate your career to have more, especially when you have that much talent to have even more success, you know, than you have, but that's just the way my brain works. But I, I mean, I can find a reason to love every fighter. I mean, I love, uh, I was sad to see Robbie Lawler lose last week. He's one of my favorite guys right now. I feel like he's one of the last kind of like, kind of brawlers you know that that just goes in there and and leaves it all in there and i understand why that's less popular style these days because you know you have a longer career if you, if you fight a little differently than that but i love um it's it's amazing to watch where mma's come from when i started watching it to now it's been awesome that's what I was going to ask is, uh, when did you start watching? Did you, were you like watching back in 1993 started, when it was a spectacle? No, I started watching actually when you, back when you and like Matt Hughes were like, were like rivals. Oh yeah. Oh, so you started watching last week. So no, like, I'm only kidding. We never right. do get along. We never, we're not, it's not like we're hanging out now, but yeah, that's fall. Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah. Back in, uh, I did tough six, ultimate fighter like, six, like 2001, something like that. Oh, yeah, nice, man. Oh, so you're an old school fan. Oh, that's awesome, dude. I didn't know you were so much into it. I didn't even know you knew who I was. I like even more now, Benji. Oh, man, I'm I'm a huge fan of yours, man. Oh, I've, shit, I've, man. I always have been. I've always thought you were, you know, I, I think, like, one of the first guys to come in and be really, like, fun to, like, watch. And even, like, you, you the rivalries back then, you know, I mean, 
I've loved every second of, especially the UFC, since I got into it, man. So it's been a real gift to have. Uh, I guess when you do music for a living, that's kind of your hobby, and then it becomes your job, you know? Right. And then you need something that you can really get into, you know? And uh, for me, it's been, you know, well, UFC's definitely been one of those things. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan of yours, Matt. Oh, man, I really appreciate that. And that's funny with the whole Matt Hughes thing with the rivalry and this and that. Some people, like you talked about, like with the Diaz brothers, you're saying like, like they don't, they could do more possibly to enhance their career with, I don't know if you meant like with the press or with, with this or that, but it's funny. Some people are just, they, those guys are so popular because they are just themselves and they're unapologetic about it. And I think that's what people pick up on, you know? And what's funny, Benji, but the whole thing with me and Matt Hughes, I'll, and I remember this like it was yesterday, you get certain guys that are very good at selling, um, selling a fight. And Chael Sonnen was one of the originals oh, of that. He God. was always good. And oh, it was, yeah. <laughs> and listen, it, we were fighting on the same card when I was going to fight Matt Hughes. And I was, we were in the, uh, the, like the, uh, what was it? The, the whirlpool, the, um, what is that thing? The jacuzzi. The jacuzzi. Just to get some extra pounds off, you know? And I was in there with him, and uh, it was him, his coach, and it was me and my buddy, uh, Pete Drago Cell. And, uh, and, he, and we were talking, and he goes, listen, he goes, you sold this fight with Matt Hughes brilliantly. And I, I told Danny, he goes, you, guy, you, you sold this brilliantly, him not so much. And meanwhile, I'm thinking to myself, he left. I'm like, oh, thank you, you know? Because I know he's good at selling fights. And the second he left, I go to Drago. I go, I just really think the guy's a cock, man. He was, I wasn't really trying to uh. sell the fight as much as me just saying. I think the guy's a dick. But that's hysterical, man. I didn't know you were so much into it. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I, what I'm saying about the Diaz brothers is that I'm a huge fan of the Diaz brothers because I love their, exactly what you said. I love it that they're just unapologetically themselves. Yes. But I feel like they, that sometimes it's overshadowed their talent in a way. You know what I mean? Because when you look at, when you see like what's going on right now, I mean, I'm a Conor McGregor fan too. I think he's, I love watching him fight. He's great for, you know, I get like the whole, like the showman aspect of it and kind of the Mayweather thing, you know, like he's really been able to sell exactly what you were saying, sell fights. But, like, I don't, the thing, again, there, I'm not sure what he's doing right now with, you know, with Nate Diaz, because if you watch Nate Diaz fights, either Nate Diaz is going to finish you or you're going to win on points. But, like, I don't know. The, the Diaz brothers don't really get finished that often. And, like, for Connor, like, I just feel like, I, I get it that it's, like, probably a personal challenge and, and it's turned into, like, a war, but I'm just kind of like, you're either going to come out of that fight like really wrecked and with a win or you're going to lose. You know? Yeah, and I respect that he wants to fight him again because especially after the way that went the first time, I mean, he could look at, Connor could look at that first fight and say, you know what, I had a lot of success in the beginning and, and then he got tired and whatnot. Uh, you know, that was, what, a round and a half? I mean, now with a full yeah. camp and, and a five-round fight... Versus, and now Diaz has a camp. I mean, I think there's a reason why he took this fight at 170. He's saying he wants to take the fight on at the same exact weight that he lost at. But I think it's a smart move in a sense by Connor because, you know, he gets his ass handed to him by Diaz again. He could say, you know what? All right, 
I had my my tango with these guys at 170. Now let me get some big fights yeah. at 155, 145. So business wise, I think he's playing it smart because not for nothing, he keeps acknowledging, he keeps bringing up how uh, Diaz is uh, a bigger man, bigger man. Diaz is a lightweight. I mean, he might be walking around at two bills now, but the dude right. fights most of his career at lightweight. He's had fights at 170 and some success, but he's always shined that as a lightweight. So the fact that he doesn't want to fight him there is is a little suspicious, but. You know, I think he's being a smart businessman because I do feel that Diaz. I, I listen. I can't fucking wait for this fight this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot oh, wait. Too. You know, but I, 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 I do. I'm a, I'm, me too. Who are you picking? Who are you picking, fan. Benji? I mean, well, I'm gonna pick Connor. Oh, really? Just on the yeah, just like I'd like to think that he's gone back and he's really kind of like come up with with like a game plan that he's gonna stick to and not get drawn into a different fight but um i just watch him and look and you know i'm kind of like watching this guy that's on this run and i'm kind of like like but i get what you're saying and i think you're probably right and that's what you know and i think me just as a as like a fan just kind of like you know i think that's what girls have kind of like you know fashion and gossip and guys we sit around and, and we kind of like we critique <laughs> we critique athletes <laughs> no no no, no like for sure do. you have a really good point there but and i would like to see connor pull it off because i think he's so good for the sport um but i like i said I, I love nate diaz too and his his whole attitude and, and the way that they do their thing and like you said uh to beat you know nate diaz i mean it's very 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 difficult he only when he only got stopped in his whole ufc career once by uh that josh thompson with that that kick and uh you know, I mean, he's very, very hard to take out. So, and, and not for nothing, and, and all credit to Connor. Connor's not a point fighter. Connor, Connor's looking to take you out. So that's yeah, what's really yeah, that's is. what's really exciting about this is that five rounds, one guy's not making it through. What do you that's, think, Matt? I, I believe that uh, I'm going to say by round by round three or four, I think Diaz is going to get to him. Yeah, if not sooner, and I think he's going to have that gas tank where it should be, and he's not going to have to use that first round just to warm up. Where I mean, that's what he really had to gauge. Right. You know, a lot of it's how much you know you you have to gauge your output, man. Like he puts a lot out, and next thing you know, you have nothing to carry also over. Damage. There's also you're you're not getting out of fighting Nate Diaz without like a lot of damage. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, and you saw that turning point in that fight with Diaz. He learned to just he landed this one punch flush, and then you saw the Connor just hesitate for a second. And that's where you just saw the the yeah. tide turn, and then and then what? All, Diaz needs that, and he gets a glimpse of it, uh, just uh, just a little. All he needs is a, just to feel like you lay off that gas a little bit, and then he steps on the gas, and then and then he doesn't have to take the foot off. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So I mean, I think Connor's got his work cut out for him, but again, I think the guy, as much as he talks, I think he's very very professional. And uh, I think he's doing a lot, you know, he's in a, a ton of homework on what to do and what not to do as far as with extending, um, uh, exerting that much energy, you know. So I think, it, man, it's, it's just, it's, just, it's, I'm, I just really, I can't wait to see his uh, approach to it. Is he just going to attack the body? Is he going to do that in the early rounds? Is he going to be smarter with that instead of just throwing a lot of power shots? Is he going to look to put it down, which I don't recommend? Uh man, I mean, I, again, and listen, this is why we watch, you know. So I can't wait either for this yeah. weekend. And you and you fought yeah, Ricky Rackman. Uh, I, I got to ask you about you because you've actually experienced fighting. <laughs> how how did that come about, and how good was he? Um, that was kind of like I just thought that that 
the funny thing about that whole thing was that I kind of got coaxed into it by a friend of mine <laughs> who it was his thing. It was Jason Ellis. Oh yeah, Jason, he was a buddy of mine. Yeah, we know and, Jason. Yeah, and yeah, and um, and I really was kind of like, I don't want to. Uh, number one, I don't like these kind of like you know like celebrity boxing matches and kind of like that whole thing. I just think it's really silly. And but I love Jason and. I went and I was working out at a gym where he worked out at a cool little boxing gym in, in, in LA. And, um, and then Ricky Rackman kind of, he was really going hard at me saying all kinds of stuff. And I was like, listen, man, I, if you want to fight, like we can fight in here, you know, we don't have to go and do, make a thing of it. And he's like, no, I've been training for three years and I just want to, I want to want to know what it feels like to fight in front of a crowd. Do you, was wait, like, did it, was he coming at you hard and nasty or just to say, Hey, let's fight. No, now, like, like saying all kinds of wild shit. And I was like, and I just kept saying, and I'm not like a, I'm pretty good at the turning the other cheek. I, I, it's very hard to get me riled up. You know, I, I just don't, I'm, I'm a very patient person. Um, I usually, it's very tough to get to me. And finally, I just pulled him aside because it was whenever there was kind of like, Ellis was around and, and like he was always kind of trying to film stuff for his website. And, and I would always just kind of laugh it off and whatever. And, um, and then I just pulled him aside and I was like, listen, man, if you really want to fight, like we can just fight in here. And then, you know, like if you're just looking to like test me or test yourself, whatever. And he's like, no, I, you know, on, in all honesty, I want to fight in front of a crowd and whatever. I've been in here training for like a few years and, and I just now I, I want to fight. And I'm like, you know what? OK, that's fine. We, we can do that. And then once I committed, I was like. Uh, am I really going to go do this? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we did it, and it ended up being it ended up being fun. Not so much, I think, for him, but I had a bunch of friends out in Vegas that weekend, and it ended up being fun. It was definitely something different than what I do, because, you know, I mean, I think when you go on stage to, to play a show, you do get a little bit of, I'm, I'd imagine, like, in, in that, I don't know what it's like when, you, when you're walking out to, to go into the octagon, but, like, there's a, there's a rush when you go on stage when the lights go down and you hear the arena and, you know, you do get this rush, and next thing you know, the show's over. It's, it's a lot of adrenaline. And I definitely enjoyed that aspect of it a lot, much like, you know, playing music. But uh, it was, you know, I had fun. It was, it, was, it was fun to set your mind to something and, and kind of work out and train for it and then do it and, and win, too. Not a ton. Um, how many rounds was it? It was only one round. Oh, but it was scheduled for how many rounds? Uh, three rounds. Okay. Two-minute rounds, three-minute rounds? Uh, it was two minute rounds. It was scheduled for three, two minute rounds. I think that's what they do there. Yeah. It was a while ago. And, and I ended up knocking him out. Um, nice. kind of, well, he didn't get back up. How did so, that feel? How did um, that feel? Um, it was good. Cause by that point he just, had, he had made it really personal. And like I said, I'm not, I don't get too, <laughs> too riled up by no. anyone, you know? And by this time I was like, ah, you know what? Like, I, you know, this is going to be fun. So. Where can I see that, Benji? Where can I check that out? Can I find that on YouTube? Uh, yeah, it's on YouTube for sure. Oh, that's awesome! Listen, I, I want, and that's great that you experienced that. Did you ever do any amateur amateur boxing or anything? Was no, that the I first did, time you you've did, sparred I, before? I'm sure. I mean, yeah, I got the actually the gym that I was working out at was really cool with a guy named Justin Fortune, who's a really great coach, and I enjoyed working with him. But I I actually wrestled from the time I was in sixth grade through high school. And that was, I got to do a little bit of competition that way, yeah, that, um, which yeah. is, you know, it's a lot different high, high school wrestling, but, um, but we had like big tournaments and stuff. And I, I, 
really liked it and missed it once I once I started the band. You know, we I actually we started Good Charlotte in 1996, which I was still in high school, and so it's actually 20 years this year it was 20 years as a band. Um, but uh, once I started, really got into music um, and kind of decided that I didn't really care about finishing school, and I was just kind of like got out of sports and actually wrestling as a whole was probably one of the things that I think I'm most thankful for in my life as like a building block for my work and everything that I had to do to make it in music. A lot of that came from that, you know, I think as a young kid going through wrestling programs at the schools, I think that was really helpful through my whole life. What was wrong at home? You said things weren't great at home. Uh, you know, it was kind of like any other, I think story, my, you know, my dad left my mom, you know, financially there was nothing and music was really kind of that actually is what kind of drove i think me and my brother to, to to music we it was just kind of tumultuous and we needed kind of i think we needed an escape and we got into music and we never looked back you know we went to we actually went to see the beastie boys they were on tour i love um, the beasties yeah and we got to see this show we, we um we went and saw them in concert and the next day we were like we got to start a band and and we kind of never looked back. And I think that really gave us something to put all of our, whether we were pissed off or we were, you know, we were never kids who went out and got in trouble. We put all of our energy and all of our kind of any of that energy that could have turned negative, we really put it into into music and into our band. And, and that's kind of, um, that was a huge turning point in our life, I think, with starting our band. But, um, you know, before that, I was all, it was all wrestling and baseball. And that was all that I was into. So, I missed it. So it was good to do, it was good to train. And, and I, I actually kept training after that little boxing match and still every now and then kind of when I have the time to put a few weeks in where I can actually spar with someone. And I, I actually started studying Kung Fu too, which oh, I really like. What, what type of Kung Fu? You know, I, I don't know. I have a teacher that that's that all right. a few times a week and I don't know the name of it. It's just, just kung fu he's in and the guy's you know is a really cool guy and um i love it man it's it's almost like a meditation i really like it now listen as a former uh, grappler with you with the wrestling uh what about jiu-jitsu have you ever tried brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah i i love jiu-jitsu i'd say that i learned i've learned a little bit of of defense enough to kind of like because i wrestled i think i can it's something that I could probably really, really get into. And, and it's, and actually I was talking to my brother actually this past week and I was like, we really got to pick like a, like another kind of like really like physical kind of like workout, you know? And, and I think jujitsu is one of the greatest like cardio workouts, like, you know, that I've ever had. I love it. Listen, like you said, as far as with the training or whatever, you, your music is your therapy. I mean, that's how I feel about Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I need my jiu-jitsu, man. It's my therapy. I just, it gets my head straight. It just, it, it everything. It just feels so good. If you ever, where are you? Where are you? Where are you in LA? Where are you? I'm in LA, yeah. All right, man. There's tons of places out there. If you ever want to check out a place and, you, and, you, and you're you're not sure of it just you could always i'll give you my information i'll let you know i'll give you a nod and say oh yeah i heard of them they're good and whatnot or, i got my buddy sean oh, cool. williams yeah, over yeah, there man. in uh la somewhere but um we gotta promote the new album too fuck, by the way yeah shit yeah man youth Let's authority out july the 15th it's been out for a little while so i just wanted to mention it we haven't mentioned it yet oh yeah thanks yeah our new album um i always figure people will uh will find the music if they you know if, if they feel interested in what you're about but um yeah, our new album, it's actually, um, we took a little break. We decided, you know, 
almost five years ago that we, we, we made our first record in 99. And so in like 2011, we had been going super hard for about 12 years and, and all the guys had families and we all kind of needed to spend a little time, you know, at home, you know, with our families. And, and now, um, you know, we got back together, we made a record and, um, it's been really fun. I'm actually leaving Europe tomorrow. To, we're going to go play Reading and Leeds and a couple other festivals over there. And, um, it's been fun, you know, um, to, uh, to be back with the boys and, and, uh, playing again, you know? That's awesome, man. Who's got, look at you, 20 years you've been doing that, like in, in the band that you said over 20 years now? Is that what you said? Yeah, we started the band 20 years ago and, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a great ride, man. You know, like I said, we made our first record. We got signed in 1999, um, and, um, kind of been going ever since but recently actually me and my brother about two years ago we started a, a management slash label music company and we've been um now we've been looking after other artists and putting out records and that's been the last couple of years that's kind of been really what we've been uh the most excited about oh, very um, cool man that's an adventure on the other side Dude, let me tell you something. Rockstar, dude, you knocked out Ricky Rockin' Ram Ram. What else? Ricky Rackman. Ricky Rackman. Who's the host of Headbangers? Yeah, Ball on you MTV fucking. You laid out that guy. You married the Cameron Diaz. Who the fuck has it better than you, Benji? That's what the fuck I want to know. It takes a lot to get me mad. I don't. <laughs> I don't get mad very often. I I, I do feel very lucky, and um, you know, music has been, uh, like I said, man, been the thing in my life that got me kind of on on a really good track and i've gotten to do it with my with my brother you know so when and i don't know if you guys have ever gotten to work with a brother or a sibling but you know it's one of the greatest things ever to get to to get to do all this with your brother and and um see the world with your brother when kind of you know when you come from a small town and and you kind of come from nowhere and you get to see the world because you wrote some songs and you know it's it's a cool thing so i feel very grateful Excellent, man. Thank you so much for calling in. You were really fun to talk to. I knew you would be. For sure, man. And if you're ever in New York and you want a lesson, bro, you, you hit me up. I'll, I'd love to give you a lesson in jiu-jitsu. Oh, man, I would love that. I nope. would really love that, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, Chris, give I'll, him my, I'll give I'll give him my information. information. For sure, man. Yeah, awesome to talk to you, Benji, man. Good luck with yeah, your new album. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right, thanks, Appreciate Benji. Appreciate it, man. All right. Take care. Yeah, nice guy, man. What a very nice guy. I'm not just saying that because he knew me. <laughs> no, not at all. I, 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 you said that before. You like, I, he, yeah. I, I think he sounds like a nice guy. Yeah, and he is a nice guy. Now, listen, before we wrap up, can I just really finish my... Sure. People, they listened to this whole thing, and they, they enjoyed it. I know they did. That's or awesome. some people fast, fast forwarded right to the end because they want to hear about my Suicide Squad review. Yeah. And really quick, because I know... You, you like it? Do you got a foot out the door? No. Okay, good. All right, listen, really quick. My I, head's I, out the door. I, I enjoy here. I enjoyed it. <laughs> listen, go. I just realized I missed an appointment. This <laughs> That's all right. But listen, really quick. Listen, whether you're a comic book geek like myself or not, what a good time at the movies. My wife loved it. It's got a good energy. The characters are great. Good chemistry, just like me and you. We talk about chemistry all the time. That makes that makes or breaks a relationship or a movie. This, this whole, I'll say the squad because I don't want to say each guy. The whole little Suicide Squad, every great chemistry, good characters. The only thing that's a little like the little not not shitty, but a little like uh, is just like in the Avengers, they got like the faceless bad guy where the bag they could show off the superheroes just kicking the fuck out of people and slicing their heads off right. without doing it to real people where they're not going to have oh that's too violent. Right, can, right, right. They have a lot of that. Like a lot of the the villains are just faceless fucks where they're just getting destroyed and it's like ah how are they little, faceless well i mean they're like they're like creep like they turn real people into the bad guys uh, the the they turn them into um just like big 
like gooey bunch of eyes on their face or whatever. Like it's like just faceless monster creatures where oh, they, they could just like destroy and destroy a bunch of them and nobody really, it's not like, they you know, people. Right. people are going to be upset about it. But except for the people that, you know, like me who were like, well, all right, that's getting a little redundant. This is the same old fucking yeah. gooey monsters. Killing, you're killing the gooey monster. But, it, but listen, the story, everything was it. Uh, people, the critics get too fucking carried away. Was it a good time at the movies? That's what I asked myself. Did I have a good time? Did I want to get up and take a leak or a fucking shit during this movie? No, Jimmy. You wanted to, but you didn't. You had to. I had didn't. to. I had to. But I'm like, you know what? I, I want to see what the fuck Holly Quinn's going to do. She's gorgeous, by the way. Yeah, she is. And, uh, and Will Smith, you know, I mean, that guy was great at Deadshot. And I, the Joker, Jared Leto is the Joker. Maybe not enough of him in the movie, but he was fucking excellent too. I enjoyed myself. I'm giving it, I don't want to say two thumbs up, but I got to come up with my well, own I was going to suggest for you, maybe zero bathroom breaks is like a great review. Multiple. How bathroom many bathroom breaks? breaks? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Matt gave it zero toilet trips. I'm going to give it zero toilet trips. Uh, I, I did not want to leave my seat. I enjoyed it. People, go see Suicide Squad. Text me. Tell me, hey, Matt, listen, I enjoyed it. Or else tell me no. And then I'll, I didn't like it at all. Then I'll just, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm going to fucking, I'll ban you from my Twitter. No, I'm only kidding. I'll just say it's all right. But if you, you know, listen, I enjoyed it. Stranger Things on Netflix. Hey, listen, I have no fucking horse in this race. I'm just, I like to be passionate about Absolutely. certain things that I like. Stranger Things on Netflix. You want something to watch? What a fucking good time. I heard comparisons to E.T., to, to Goonies, but... There's, it's also dark where people are dying and, it, and it's got that 80s feel set in the 80s. What a good show. Those are my two things for this week. I'm going to be, and probably not by next podcast, but by, at least by next week, I'm going to be going, I want to go see Sausage Party. with fucking, I've seen that, yes. Did, did you see it? I, I did, yeah. I can't wait to see that thing. Yeah, that's a Seth Rogen movie where it's the, the pixel type shit but it's really R-rated. Pixar, and, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, I love that shit. And also, I want to go see his Bad Moms. I want to see that too. Okay. With a bunch of MILFs just getting nuts. All right, now listen. Today <laughs> that's, was fun. That's it. Today was fun. It started a little a little rough. I think you should get into music so that way you could fucking not be angry. You were, No, I'm not you, angry. I, I'm just... I know you're not. Listen, you're disappointed. You want what's best for everything, especially this show, and yes, I'm with I you. Do. I got your back 100%. You're leading the ship. You're steering the show. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think Jimmy's getting sick of me at this point. No, no, Jimmy, I love you. You're dude, the one thing I'm not on, sick of. Man. I, I'm you so, make me very happy. Who are you sick of? Dude, give me a little wink if you're sick of fucking uh, Chris the producer. No, Chris is a good guy. Why He's... the fuck? You have something in your eye? No, no, I'm oh, okay. okay. <laughs> it's both eyes. I'm blinking like the fucking Vietnam hostages. Oh, it's so good to be it's so good to be back. I can't wait till I see you again. Are we out of here now? We are until uh, for a couple days, and uh, hopefully people like this episode. Go to JimNorton.com if you want to see me in Australia or Pittsburgh or D.C. where I'm shooting my special or Buffalo coming up soon. Whoa. Matt Sarah on Instagram. No, it's not. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> it's Matt Sarah BJJ on Instagram. And on Twitter, it's Matt Sarah UFC. SarahBJJ.com. All right. Bye, Jimmy. Goodbye, buddy. Wow. This has been a digital media production. Find your voice. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.